What's going on, guys, and welcome to the Growing Together podcast. My name is Kaylin. And I'm Kyra. And we're here to walk with you through life, faith, relationships, and COVID. Um, <laughs> my bad. Gosh. My bad. Money. Money. My mind is just slipping right now. Maybe it's the aftermath of last week and the damage that they did to me and my DMs because we did a podcast episode talking about abortion and we basically interviewed a lot of you guys from the audience. Um, like I said last week, we're going to be figuring out a way to do that, uh, that gives everyone an equal opportunity to contribute to the conversation. Really, we are trying to refine the conversation for the best and strongest opinions. So can everybody have a mic? Because if you ain't talking about nothing, you got to bounce. Last week, just by coincidence, everybody, I think, had some really great opinions. Mm-hmm. And to our surprise, Everyone was pretty much on the same side. They were pro-choice. Today, we're going to be talking about COVID, which, I mean, I can't believe we even survived the possible cancellation last week. <laughs> well, maybe we'll like do an episode fully on our thoughts, like completely just us. Um, for abortion? Yeah. Oh, definitely. I mean, obviously, that's probably one of the reasons that I kind of held back to, and I totally did not share my whole thesis on yeah. why I, you know, believe what I believe. Um, so yeah, we'll definitely do an episode in the future about something like that because something like that, it, it low-key deserves a whole series. You can't just... Yeah, you can, I can't just say like two minutes, a little, you know, teaser. It's like, wait, 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 can you explain? Can you yeah. expand? Yeah. Plus it's like unprepared, so it's really a hot take for both of us. We didn't spend any time doing that. We were kind of reacting to the news that mm-hmm. had transpired on Friday and we recorded that episode on the following Monday. So, yeah, we were just digesting it, seeing what the response was. Actually, we found out about it super late. Like, people were DMing us and texting us. It's, it's funny now that we have a podcast. We have a little platform, a little soapbox. Now I get DMs and people texting me talking mm-hmm. about, hey, you got to talk about this. What do you think about this? And I'm like, fam, little old me, in my opinion, is uh, influencing culture. Okay. No, maybe not culture, but influencing some of y'all and I really appreciate that, um, but it's also a huge responsibility that I didn't really anticipate. Like, I knew that the medium of podcasting would be different than a YouTube video, but I had no clue how influential it could be yeah. and how on point you need to be for really an hour over an hour of speaking about things that actually matter. This is not, you know, some prank YouTube video. This is not some challenge video where we're just trying to entertain we actually have to order um our words so that we are accurately communicating you know what we believe what we think and really we're just not trying to be reckless either like obviously the theme of this show is growing together so we are trying to grow in all directions learn more um and then just critically think and debate even amongst each other but that doesn't give you the license to be reckless so just know that when we go off the cuff like we did last week and even, I mean, pretty much every episode, we are, you know, thinking about what we're saying, but sometimes it's like we haven't even Sometimes really, it's thinking out loud and kind right. of like, well, this is what I might think about this. Everything is very up in the air. That's exactly it. I'm, I'm glad you said thinking out loud because that is quite literally what it is. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so hopefully we can combat groupthink by challenging each other, thinking out loud, and then coming to some 
nice compromises and conclusions that I don't want to say we can all agree with, but at least we could all tolerate because we, we be getting into some stuff. So <sighs> the irony of this episode is, oh my goodness, we always do this. Always. Every podcast we over here talking about we sick. It's almost ironic that we're doing the COVID episode when we got COVID. <laughs> That's right. I said it. I'm over here sipping on this tea. Is this chamomile? No, that is throat coat. This is throat coat. So we drink, we're drinking on this throat coat so that we can actually get through this podcast. But if I sound fine, I'm not. And my head is throbbing and That's, it hurts. Yeah. Normally we would record the episode on like a Monday or Monday night and it's Sunday night because we're trying to, you know, I don't know if Caitlin's going to be able to get out of bed tomorrow. Yeah. I'm jumping in front of it. You know what? Like, okay, let's just reverse all the way back to the first point of contact that we had with COVID. So we're trying to do some uh, reverse engineering, just retracing our steps and trying to figure out which one of y'all bean heads that went and passed this to us. So I think, man, you know, Texas is different. So we don't have a mask mandate that's enforced here. Uh, as or per, a social distancing one. Or a social distancing one per our Governor Abbott, who y'all have varying opinions on, uh, obviously with the abortion podcast and the, uh, the heartbeat law that was mm-hmm. passed, and even more so with the COVID law that was passed here back in March. I think we were uh, next to Mississippi or Florida, like one of the first states to just be like, yeah, we're not on that masking stuff. And uh, I should just say this to be clear. And for the record, going forward, especially since we're going to be chartering into un or we're going to be going into unchartered territory on this podcast and speaking about a lot of fuel topics. I'll speak for myself and then I'll let Kyra speak for herself. I am not a freaking Democrat. I am not a freaking Republican. I am not anti-vax. In fact, I'm very much pro-vax. And we're not anti-maskers. Not anti-masker. Not, not, none of that stuff that y'all be canceling people over, you'd have a hard time canceling me because I ain't really pressed. In fact, I'm about as independent as they get. And if it seems like I'm one thing, it's because y'all going too far in one direction, either direction. And it's making me look a little bit different. So, I mean... If I could have voted throughout my lifetime, I've only been able to vote for like, what, eight years, six years. Uh, I probably would have voted for different presidents, but um, I don't know if I even liked any of them. <laughs> it's, it's hard, like as a true independent. It's like I like to vote my values and I'm sorry, but the the platforms that Republicans and Democrats have just don't encompass all of them. So don't try and group me in. Don't try and overgeneralize um, our thoughts on here. And don't try and make no assumptions because you're probably wrong. I mean, we, I think we've talked about this before, just as far as like, Kaylin, your history with um, literally like politicians and all of that goes a lot deeper. My family, we never like we never even turned on the news. Like maybe my dad would watch it alone in the morning before anybody was up. But like as far as my childhood growing up, even into like high school, we never talked about voting. My parents never voted it was just like not a discussion. So I really didn't step into this until literally last year, (laughs) maybe the year before that. Which is like great because I mean, the world is changing really fast. And I think it's really cool that you get to shape your worldview with your adult thinking mind and really start to like research what you believe and what initiatives you want to support and what type of policy that you want to support. 
So I don't think that's like a disadvantage. In fact, I actually think I was more disadvantaged because it's almost kind of indoctrinating when you're young and you see um, your parents very vocal and active politically because you just say, oh, yeah, well, my parents believe this. I believe it, too. But it wasn't really until probably like within the last like three to five years that I'm just like, you know what? I don't have to agree with my parents on everything. Mm -hmm. And my parents aren't dogmatic. So even if we have varying different beliefs, it's not like, oh, Caitlin's not invited to the dinner table because he thinks this or he thinks that or uh, or vice versa. Like at the end of the day, we don't have to agree on everything to be able to tolerate and enjoy each other. But it just seems like increasingly the country does not subscribe to that mm-hmm. where it's like, if you believe this, we can't sit together. Yeah. We can't work together. We can't compromise. I'm just like, why is everybody so pressed? Like I thought that we were all supposed to be, you know, getting along and singing Kumbaya and we we're all entitled to our own opinions. That is not true. No more. I don't think that's, a, that that's an overgeneralization. Just looking at how, if you have the wrong type of belief, the culture will treat you. And I just don't think that that's fair. Now, if you got some problematic, crazy beliefs, don't be surprised if a bunch of people who disagree with you come for your tail. And just because they come in for you and are holding you accountable doesn't mean that you're canceled. Doesn't mean that you get to scream um, and act like a victim. It's like, no, like you're just being challenged. So I definitely feel that. But yeah, I think that we probably first came into contact with COVID um, about a week ago. And Everything six was fine. Six days ago. Six? You want to go through the timeline? I think so. I think it was six days ago. I literally, it's hitting me, babe. I think I'm sick. I don't know. Okay, this is a problem we have in this apartment. We all get sick so often that as soon as somebody feels a little throat tickle, I'm just like, oh no, I feel it too. But I'm like, wait, do I really feel that? Or is that just like psychologically, I'm like psyching myself out. But yes, yeah, six days ago, we came into contact with somebody who had COVID, but didn't know that they had COVID because- you know, it takes a few days for symptoms to start showing. And so we're just going to say somebody or we're going to reveal this person's identity. <laughs> I think we did share. OK, well, OK, cool. I think we should say share because it's it was completely unavoidable. I mean, like, really? Yeah, it's not anybody's fault. So Kalia. <laughs> she just walked out of her room. <laughs> oh, this is awkward. <laughs> <laughs> are we blaming Kalia? Is that what we're gonna oh, do? Oh no, no, no. It's not I mean she didn't know. Like actually I'm the one that got sick first, strange enough. We actually didn't talk about this. Do you think that you gave it to us or do you think we gave it to you? Yeah, you got you the first one who got it. So okay, so we met Kalia's boyfriend. We're all playing Catan, having a good Okay, time. we can throw Kalia under the bus. We're not gonna Okay, no, I'm not me saying his name. Oh my gosh. I gotta edit all this out. <laughs> but we were playing Catan and that night I was just kind of like, Oh, I don't feel good. I had taken my vitamins on an empty stomach. So I thought my vitamins were irritating my stomach, even though my vitamins say you can take them on an empty stomach. So I was like, I don't know, this is very weird. As the night went on, I was just kind of like, Oh my goodness, like I really don't feel good. I whooped all these ta- all these tails in Catan and then no, I was you didn't. like you okay. won the second time. After I got my first Caitlin dump. cheated the first time. I don't won. cheat. I don't cheat in games. Yes, he did. Black men don't cheat at all. So I don't even know what you're doing. <laughs> Wait, that's, that's the, that's the tweet. That's what they say. Okay. Anyway, I won the second game and then I literally bolted to the bathroom and was, you know, um, <laughs> letting loose. I don't know. I don't want to, you know, gross anybody out, not feeling well. 
And then, so I just thought, okay, it was my, I was my vitamins. Like I just had to get out of my system. Yeah, no, for the next like 24 hours, I was, you know, still sick. Carter ended up getting sick and then it was kind of quiet, you know, for the next 24 hours. And then Kalia was like, I, my body hurts. I don't feel good. Something doesn't feel right. And it really just went downhill from there. She went to get a COVID test, but in the DFW area, it's kind of backed up right now on testing and getting results. So she just got her result yesterday and, or maybe the day before, I don't know. The days are getting all jumbled and it was positive. I tried to get Kaylin an at-home test, but they're all sold out. So I think that just goes to show the testing um, situation we have over here. It's very backed up and even the pharmacies are sold out of like at-home tests. And I don't even really know if at-home tests are like a good option. I don't know how trustworthy they are, but yeah. So now we're kind of at this point where Kaylin has been having a headache, like a migraine for the past I would say like 72 hours straight, like he's been taking Tylenol for it and it just will not go away. He's been sleeping a lot, just will not go away. And um, now I think just tonight he was experiencing like body chills and aches. And now I'm getting nervous because I woke up from my nap and my throat did kind of feel a little weird. So I think we might have an interesting next two weeks of all being quarantined in this apartment. Yeah, and it's it just, it hits different too because we're, pretty we're out here by ourselves. i mean we're 1500 miles away from our immediate family and we live with two toddlers and it's three adults one adult currently is overcoming a positive covid test yeah. so covid is positively circulating in these air vents the other two adults i mean one is i'm like i'm, I'm fit. It's, it's going downhill and it's actually quite scary how it's progressing so fast and how like, man, I just started with a headache. I started with a little throat tickle like you. And that throat tickle, start, as that tickle started getting rough, it started scratching. And now I'm coughing. And now my head is hurting. And my body is starting to ache. I thought, because I just went to the gym. I'm thinking, oh, yeah, you know, that's a lactic acid. No, because this is like bone ache type. Yeah. Stuff. So. Well, I'm nervous. Yeah. Yeah. I just like, I'm always sick. And I'm just like, please, can I not get this? And we got too much fun stuff plan we actually month. have a trip in two weeks exactly so it'll be perfect time for us to quarantine and then mm-hmm. we'll be okay hopefully we just <laughs> run through this and uh. then we're fine but man oh man yeah but that's kind of the update on our help situation right now what we're going to do is give you a couple of you guys a call and see what your thoughts and opinions are on covid especially because uh, our president joe biden just mandated vaccines for employees of companies that have over 100 employees and if these businesses don't comply then they can face up to $14,000 fines per incident and that is that's pretty that's pretty crazy honestly not gonna lie Um, it's actually kind of scary to think that you know someone in power could enforce that but again we are in a pandemic and I've heard a lot of different opinions on this and kind of research for this podcast and just kind of being unable to avoid the backlash and seeing it on Twitter and listening to uh, YouTube videos. I've seen both sides, but I want to hear and check the temperature of our audience here and see what y'all got to say. So... 
Thank you to Rothy's for sponsoring this week's podcast. Everything Rothy's creates is comfortable, completely sustainable, and fully machine washable. They have slip-on sneakers, classic flats, handbags, and totes, all made with 100% recycled materials. Hop Sugar actually named Rothy's one of the most comfortable and cute flats you'll never tire of wearing. I personally have the lace-up sneaker in vanilla. It's so, so cute and will literally go with everything. I've actually been looking for a shoe that's not exactly white, but will still match a lot of the things that I have in my closet and Kaylin has the RS01 sneaker in crimson also very very cute Rothy's just launched men's shoes are created to be durable and washable better for the planet and you'll get a perfect fit wash after wash keep it fresh this summer with washable shoes handbags and totes head to rothys.com slash growing to find your new warm weather favorites today that's r-o-t-h-y-s dot com slash growing Right now, we're going to give Michaela a call. And Michaela just sent a message to me on Instagram, and it was paragraphs. And I didn't get a chance to read it. So we're going to let her speak for herself. Seems like she's pretty passionate and informed about this, which is the most important thing. Yeah. Michaela is informed. So, Michaela, welcome to the Growing Together podcast. Um, so, I want to start off by um, just betting myself. I go to UTA. I'm in a senior in my last semester. I'll be graduating in December with my bachelor's of public health degree. Come on Congratulations. now. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, so what's really interesting is that I switched to public health towards um, right before the pandemic started. It was the year before the pandemic started. And we have, we didn't really get into much of the public health courses. And then I immediately went into them in the pandemic. So everything was online. Everyone was learn- learning about COVID as COVID was happening. So it was really interesting. And even now, my professors are trying to deter us from talking about COVID because we've talked about it for a year and a half now. And we're all just kind of tired of it because nothing has changed. And um, it's actually worsening. Wow. You'd say it's getting worse? I would say it's getting worse between the like mutant like variants and different things of that nature and how we're getting more and more pushback from the public because um, government is the more the government pushes for things. And I was actually just speaking about one of this to my friends and how I believe um, Biden, I don't really focus too much on the news. I try to stay away from it and just do what I can with the information that I have. Um, But Biden is saying like X amount of companies have to enforce this vaccination or those people can't work. Um, What is the ripple effect of that? If people go into and say like, Oh, I don't want the vaccination because I don't know what's in it. I don't don't know what that's going to do for my body. Um, so people just can't work. How is that going to look for our, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like our workforce, our economy, how is that going to look? Are, are these people going to qualify for unemployment? How are you going to support them in this decision? What do you do going forward from here? Right. And what's worse is, I mean, by his own admission, African-Americans have one of the lowest vaccination rates amongst most demographics or other ethnicities as ethnicities. So And rightfully so. To mandate rightfully this so. is going to disproportionately affect black people. Um I agree. And you know, that's the thing though. Like I, I heard you say that things are getting worse. I want you to qualify that and really like what 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 do you mean by worse? Do you mean worse in terms of just how it's affecting our country socially 
or is it just like worse because the variants are more deadly and it's killing more people or um, it's more contagious and the symptoms are worse? What do you mean by that specifically? All of the above. Um, so I was, one thing I was doing with my friends is that I don't think America could ever have foreseen our like hyper independence and kind of our righteousness as a country and as individuals being our downfall. Um, we've instilled this, this sense of confidence in our ability to have freedom of religion, freedom of speech, freedom of choice. And, and I believe in all that. I, I love all of that. But when it came to the pandemic, it, it, it made us kind of switch our community and what we are known for. We had to think of one another and not saying all people don't think of each other, but a lot of people here in America, it's kind of an individual thing. We went from allowing people to be individuals and make individual choices to asking them to make choices about their personal health because of their neighbor. And that's just not something a lot of people are used to or a lot of people even want to do. Um, when I say it's getting worse, I mean, um, we are seeing a spike. I have many friends who work in hospitals right now and they were switched from their scope. So one of my friends um, who works for the Fort Worth Medical City, um, he is in there for neuro, and that's what he was focused on. But he was actually switched because they need more hands in the COVID floors. We're seeing a spike because it went from being like an old person's kind of virus or um, people who are unhealthy, and it mutated amongst the young, healthy people because we were told in the beginning, like, I don't know if y'all remember, but in the beginning, they were like, oh, if you're healthy, don't wear masks. Yeah, they were trying to promote the young, don't wear masks, stuff like that, and people were going to parties and stuff, like just to get. Yeah, I was scared. I was like, uh, uh. (laughs) I never wanted anyone to completely stop what they were doing with their life because I thought that was a lot to ask of people. But I wanted them. I just I had more confidence in our community that we would all make more educated decisions. Nobody told you to stop going out. Nobody's well in the beginning, yes, but you could still gather amongst your friends and family and do what you need to in, in quiet, like in the kind of the, in the behind the scenes. You weren't supposed to, but I mean, my family did it. We're fine. Everybody no I one got COVID. Doing it too. I mean, 4th it's, of July last year was lit. Smart. Yeah. Like, I mean, there was no vaccine 4th of July last year. And I think that was the First time that we had gone around like other young people. It's also easier for us because we are out here in Texas, 1500 miles away from all of our family. So when we were quarantining, we took it serious. When they said two weeks to slow the spread, Kyra and I and our entire family, which at the point at that point was just our sons, we didn't go anywhere for that two weeks. And then after that, they extended it like another two weeks or whatever. We actually didn't leave except for groceries. And we had those even delivered when we could. We didn't leave for like three months. And I'm not going to lie, it was looking mighty healthy, doing good, uh, drinking our water, but I almost went crazy. I got cabin fever. We actually have a, a video on our channel that's titled cabin fever because it was at the end yeah. of like the 90 days that we stayed in. But when we started hearing the rhetoric and them talking about, oh, you know, if you're young, like young people aren't dying from this and, you know, young people are typically fine. I'm like, okay, cool. Except I still don't want to get sick. And I think what did it for Texas is when that first mask mandate was lifted. Yeah. It was it like really there was no going back after that for people. And like, and I, if I could speak on that, that's where I think one of Texas's biggest downfalls were. Um, and sense of like the numbers here is that 
we should have never lifted the mask mandate because it was kind of the only thing holding us together as a state. Um, yes, people, were, people were still gathering. People were still doing what they wanted to do. But the mask, because the virus is airborne, the mask, as long as everyone is wearing their mask, it will work. Yeah, That's the other always... rhetoric that I didn't understand mm-hmm. is that masks don't work. Whereas I have been working in the healthcare field for years. And when people have like C. diff or um, which is a, a condition where literally like, <laughs> I don't want to talk. It's so gross. But like you can get people's bodily influ- like fluids into your body. And all you have to do is wear your PPE and you were good. I have worked with people hands on as patient care tech, as a CNA handling their body fluids and I have never gotten sick because I wore my PPE. When people started trying to debunk if masks and stuff actually work, that's where we kind of got that distrust in our community. And we talk about that in public health. Once you lose that distrust within your community and your government and your public health officials, there's really no going back. You now have Mm -hmm. to start bribing people in a sense to do things. And that's where the stimulus come in. When our government refused to give us like a good stimulus, um, and like by good, I'm setting examples from like Canada who were giving their uh, their communities $2,000 monthly to help um, offset the hours that they were losing because they couldn't work. When our government refused to do that, you're kind of leaving everyone up to their own demise. And I don't I don't blame anyone who is going out right now, who's doing the things that they want to do, because your government didn't even instill the confidence in you that you didn't have to do those things, that you could prioritize your own health over partying over like things that you really wanted working, to do yeah. because they yeah working because they literally did not even try to help you in any way they gave you they gave us what two maybe three stimulus over the course of and you asked me to sit inside for a year and a half <laughs> it's not fair and it's not right alexis we really appreciate your perspective on it making a lot of sense um there were some things that i guess i would follow up on but you know i don't want to you know go too long Really appreciate your perspective, um, especially, you know, coming from a public health field and actually being informed. I think you brought up a lot of things that a lot of us have been thinking about, but probably haven't been able to make the connections with. So we really appreciate your um, you speaking on it. So we just heard from Michaela. Michaela had some very interesting uh, perspective on it, especially coming from uh, a public health background. There were some things that she brought up that I think, I mean, I would love to kind of speak to coming from someone who isn't in the public public health space. I'm just going to be honest. I was really skeptical. Like after my little 90 days of not being, (laughs) uh, not going anywhere and paying attention to the news and listening to every press conference that Trump was doing with Fauci. And it was just kind of frustrating after the first couple of months because Everything kept changing all the time. Yeah. First, it was Fauci saying, oh, don't wear masks. It doesn't matter. Just be six feet apart. And then it was wear the masks, social distance. Okay, two weeks of slow spread. Okay, now we need a month. Okay, now, I mean, it's almost two freaking years. And like she said, they were learning about the virus as it was literally progressing. But they already know about viruses. Like they've been studying this for a long time I feel like there just should have been a more unified effort to I mean slow down the misinformation and just all band together like I I feel like they should have just went straight to the extreme of like okay social distance and wear masks even if we don't think that they work even if we don't know that they work because the worst case scenario just do 
the best thing for you. But it also didn't help that it was an election year. So something that shouldn't have been politicized definitely was. And it was so unfortunate because I watched it unfold. I mean, I watched everything unfold because there was nothing else to do when we were just trapped in here. I watched the stock market decline by 20, 30%. I watched it recover. I watched um, Democrats attacking Republicans, Republicans attacking Democrats, them politicizing the masks, them politicizing the vaccine. They had me like, okay, I ain't taking that mess because if it's coming from uh, Trump, orange man, I ain't taking it. (laughs) Then it was so ironic and, and weird because as soon as Biden gets in office, the same vaccine is now being mandated to everybody. And it's just okay. So the distrust that we can have as just, I'm like y'all, basic citizens. Like it's, it, it's, it makes sense. But when my mentor, he told me at the time, because there was a lot going on between the vaccine and the election cycle and George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and all of that. He said, who are you listening to? Who are you listening to? What are you paying attention to? Because depending on the answer to that question is really going to dictate if you have peace of mind or not. Are you meditating on the word? Are you meditating on all things good? Or are you getting caught up in their news cycles and allowing them to put you in a tizzy? Refreshing Twitter every five seconds. Getting you all frazzled and got you doing stuff and honestly looking crazy and sounding crazy. I mean, depending on if you're just going to sit up here and and watch Fox News, you're going to be sounding like a crazy Trump supporting conspiracy theorist. If you're sitting up there watching CNN, you're going to be sounding like a crazy Biden supporting. I mean, I don't want to say conspiracy theorist, but elitist uh, cancel culture supporting person. So you really I mean, if you're going to watch any of them, you got to watch both of them so you can get both sides to the extreme. But you got to know they're playing you. And Kyra and I, we know a little bit of of something about this. Um, You can almost say that we're like experts. We don't have political science degrees, but we're pretty close because We've been watching Designated Survivor. And House of Cards. And House of Cards. And Kyrie used to watch Scandal. So you basically have a master's degree in education, depending on how many credit hours it actually takes to get either of those degrees, in political science. So we understand the political theory and the, the things that are going on here um, because, you know, we went to the school of Netflix. All jokes, guys. But... Some of these jokes that they're making and some of these storylines that they're making, I'm sure are based off of um, some truth and how things go down. I would say in the same way that sometimes Grey's Anatomy can be accurate <laughs> with yeah. how hospitals can be run. I know the nurses and the doctors are cringing if they're out there in the audience. I would say some of these you know, shows kind of mimic reality. Now, I'm not saying that I'm serious about knowing how the government works because we've watched these shows, but I just think that you're probably a sheep if you believe that everybody is altruistic, that everybody just truly has your best interest yeah, at heart. completely trustworthy. And there's no rhetorical techniques that they're using, and there's no speechwriters that are trying to invoke certain emotions, and there's no people out there trying to get you to let your guard down. Like, come on now. Not even trying to go conspiracy theories. There's always a motive. Yeah, it happens on both sides, whether you're Republican or Democrat. So I just ticked off... 99% of the audience or 90% of the audience because there's only like 10% independence. But y'all not above reproach. I don't care what you believe. And I'm not either. So yeah, I think it makes total sense um, why we were 
a little bit uh, hesitant last year, but I think the narrative now on the news cycle is that vaccines are safe, that they are effective, and that everybody should go get them. And you have the choice to go get them, except if you don't choose to go get them fast enough, you're going to be irritating. And we're going to mandate that you go get them or else you won't be able to work. And it's going to disproportionately affect you African-Americans. Honestly, it almost sounds like doublespeak to me. It is frankly kind of annoying because I'm like, at this point, how, what percentage of the population is anti-vax? And if they're anti-vax, just let them be. Just let they tails be. Coming from someone who isn't, you can't give me enough vaccines. I want the vaccine for everything. As sick as we've been, yeah. give me everything. Give Whatever me the cocktail. <laughs> I don't want to get sick again, <laughs> especially if it's because of some of y'all tails out there. So give me everything. With the COVID vaccine, though, I will be honest. My hesitancy came from how quickly it happened. But when I understood that it was kind of a medical miracle that um, this RNA vaccine is developed in record speed, I was like, yeah, y'all going to have to take that and we're going to have to see. But now apparently 200 million Americans have taken it. So that's really put me at ease with the side effects of it as well. The problem, though, is in the same by the same token, the vaccine isn't preventing people from getting COVID. But it is helping with the symptoms. It's helping with the symptoms, but it's not preventing people from getting COVID. And even worse, it's not stopping the spread of COVID. Is it even, is any vaccine 100% like, does it prevent it 100%? No, no. you can't, you can't even prevent death. So it's just like every other vaccine. So I'm not saying that like in a way to invalidate the vaccine. I'm just saying, I don't like when it's only pushed that it's safe and effective and FDA approved. And then you try and make everybody who brings up these counterpoints seem crazy. They're not crazy. They're just saying the facts. And in order to alleviate some of their concerns, we should probably address the concerns yeah. that they're having instead yeah. of just dismissing them. I don't like that they want us to hate people that haven't gotten vaccinated or like be mad at people that haven't gotten vaccinated. I don't think it makes any like sense that. to mandate it for them. I mean, why are you forcing people to go get the shot if they don't want it? Like, let, let's say... Even if the shot was like 100% effective and it prevented you from getting it and you got no symptoms and it stopped the spread, there would still be people out there who are anti-vax mm-hmm. and not trying to come for them because, you know, everybody has their own beliefs and their own convictions. But my, my thing is, if you don't want to go get the thing that everybody else is getting and is working statistically, then it's on you. Now, I'm not saying, so, so okay, the logical conclusion of that, though, for some people who are like super progressive and super angry that people aren't getting the jab, they're saying, oh, if they get COVID and they refuse to get the vaccine, don't even give them medical support. They're just, no, no, no. they're filling up hospitals. They don't even deserve to be in there. And it's just like, okay, you're crazy. Because what do you say to uh, the person who's drinking too much? What do you say to the person who ate too much and now has diabetes and they weren't able to get to the insulin and now they got to go to the hospital? These are all things that could have been prevented but should they not have access to the hospital because now they are a burden to society and they're taking up because resources they did it to themselves yeah that, that's ridiculous um i understand though where the sentiment yeah the sentiment and how they got there but again it, it's just it's tough if you don't want to get the vaccine you have to deal with the fact that if you get covid it's probably going to kick your butt. And if I've it doesn't, saying, you, praise God. 
I've been saying you either have a date with a vaccine or a date with COVID. Yeah. I heard somebody say that. So you got to take it. You got to, if you want to have your cake, you got to eat it all too. And all them symptoms is going to come for you. But the narrative of everybody will get vaccinated because this is the way to eliminate COVID. Again, not an epidemiologist, not an expert on it, but I'm pretty sure that's not how it works. And the other side for the anti-vax crowd and all that is you can have a natural immunity to COVID. And there are some studies. I actually just saw one out of Israel that was saying that if you have COVID and you've overcame it, the antibodies that you have are just as effective as if you had gotten two shots of the vaccine. Now, you are listening to the Growing Together podcast. Two people who ain't got no science degrees. <laughs> Do not take that to the bank and just go around and try and lick a pole and get COVID and then say, oh, Caitlin said that um, you is going to be in the hospital. <laughs> Maybe for a tetanus, if you don't have your tetanus shot because your anti-vax still ain't getting no shots. <laughs> but don't don't go around trying to say, I'm just trying to bring up all the counter arguments that I've heard and bring them to light. Because as an independent, I don't got no horse in this race. The only horse I got in this race is for me and my family. And we're going to do what's best for us based off of our convictions and what we think and what's, what's research for us. What I'm not going to do is be listening to nobody who's just trying to tell us what to do, whether it's coming from either side, mandating or not, because that is not what our country is founded on. And I know some of you Christian Bible thumpers out there are just like, well, the Bible says that we need to respect everybody who's in authority because God put them there. Well, those are public servants. And those public servants answer to us because we elect them. And when they're elected, they have rules that they need to abide by too. It's almost kind of like when I have my job at the bank. We used to have our OPM, our operator's manual. When they get elected to public office, they have to abide by the Constitution. I'm pretty sure in there, it's not saying that you can just mandate things for people and make them go do certain things, especially go get a shot, even if it's against their better judgment even if they should go get it and that is the problem that we have as a country now i'm sure some smart aleck out there is going to be like well in 1932 it was actually a mandate that stopped the smallpox or well people are gonna put up a tizzy now and and people are gonna fight back so if you if you see backlash on social media um in certain places you should expect it because sometimes people are pushed to their wits end and I mean, stuff like this. It, I mean, it's an extreme measure. It gets extreme reactions. So I'm not looking forward to see how the country is going to react to this, honestly, um, especially since we out here in Texas. We coming from California. <laughs> you can pass something like this in California. You're going to be safe. where we came from, y'all. Yeah, but we out here in Texas now. I'm like, let me just go ahead and stay inside for a little bit because I don't know. We already really people. don't be going nowhere. And if, when we do, we like we're already social distance anyway. Right. But I'm, I'm talking about the social backlash out here because they got guns and they ain't got no CCW stuff that you need. I don't we didn't know. We need to talk about that. Shoot, I don't know. Texas probably got a civilian militia. I don't know. I ain't trying to get into all of it. 
Thank you to Noom for sponsoring this week's podcast. Noom is a psychology-based approach to changing your habits through a knowledge-based approach, meaning that you literally use the knowledge you learn through Noom to build smarter, more sustainable habits and behaviors. I'm personally using Noom to understand my behaviors concerning food and weight loss, more specifically my habits around snacking and portion sizes. Your plan will be completely customized and they never make you feel ashamed for not logging into the app for a while or eating dessert. There are no restrictive rules. Noom only asks that you log in for 10 minutes a day to check in and learn more about habits. Noom has already helped me understand the science behind the foods that I eat, my cravings, and not being harsh on myself when I eat, quote, bad foods. It helps me feel less stressed because everything is centralized in one app and I have a coach that holds me accountable on my own terms. 80% of Noom users finish the program and over 60% have stuck with their goals for at least a year. Start building better habits for healthier, long-term results. Sign up for your trial at noom.com slash growing. That's N-O-O-M dot com slash growing. We're going to take one last call. We got Alexis here who has some strong opinions on COVID and we just want to get her opinion on it. So you got some opinions on COVID, strong opinions, I would say. How are you dealing with all this? Let's start from the beginning last year when you first heard about it. And do you have any frustration with how long it's taken? Or are you just like, look, it's going to have to take as long as it's going to take. And we just got to do what we got to do in order so that everybody can be healthy and we can get through this together. Yeah, I mean, I'm actually not surprised with how long it's taking because flashing back to last year, I saw immediately how everyone's opinions were conflicting and I knew that that was going to trickle down or trickle up rather to our government and kind of how we talked about earlier, it really became politicized. Um, And so as people started involving their political views, it got away from it being a public health issue. And so once we involve government and we start making the capitalism thing, that's what's pushed it out so far. Because we're all talking about bigger issues and not the fact you expand, people are dying. Could you expand on that thought? Um, how would you say that the vaccine or the pandemic has become a capitalism issue? I think that's interesting. Yeah, 100%. So when, you know, Pfizer and Moderna said like, oh, we have this vaccine, there was a lot of hesitance about it because it was like, mm, how'd you guys get a vaccine created in however many months it was? automatically people started thinking that companies were paid to get this vaccine pushed out in a short amount of time frame. So because it was done so quickly, people were thinking that, oh, money was the main motivator and the vaccine isn't as good, quote unquote, as it should be. And so knowing that these big pharmaceutical companies are behind the vaccine, it's hard to truly trust that their intentions are to make people better if they can get paid by putting out more vaccines or like these booster shots, you know? So it's just like, how can I really trust you when you're getting paid by me taking this vaccine? Right. And it also was conflated by, we were talking about it just before you hopped on this election cycle and who the vaccine is coming from and what funding it's coming from. And it, it was, man, it was actually pretty, it's just tiring. And even after the, the vaccine had came out, you know, like the, the first trials and all that, it was, it left me a little bit disillusioned because I'm like, is this a win or is this 
an L because from one side you're hearing, don't take that mess. On the other side, it's like, oh, this is the greatest achievement of any president Mm -hmm. in the 21st century. And it's just like, I don't know, man. I'm gonna let y'all figure that out. Um, But (laughs) the the thing is like, as an independent, like I want to do the responsible thing um, for myself, for Mm -hmm. my family, but I also want to do the the socially responsible thing. But it doesn't Mm -hmm. help when it feels like everyone is kind of banding together and pushing one agenda. And as soon as you start raising questions that make you a little hesitant, it's just like, oh, shut up. Don't say that. Or you're crazy. Or you're a conspiracy yeah. theorist. And it's just like, no, I actually, like, maybe I'm just not educated enough on this, but, like, can you help me? Well, no, do, go do your own research. Like, okay. And then you got all the social media companies that are getting behind it. And then that, that, that's kind of what made me, like, okay. You got social media companies that are doing fact-checking on people that are, I guess, just sharing their opinions or sharing evidence that is contrary to what is popularly believed. Um, so we don't know if it's valid. We don't know if the fact checkers evidence is valid. So you just kind of got to, you know, appeal to the authority and just trust whoever it is. But I don't like that. I like more of an open source model where people can be checked and the information is out there and people can deduce from it, whatever they wish and make their own decisions based on their own convictions. But that is not the case right now. But it doesn't, to your point and to kind of the message, I didn't get a chance to read the entire one, but you were saying, regardless, basically of all that, I mean, people are still dying and it's still real. So how do you rationalize all of that? Because you seem like a reasonable person. You don't seem to, you know, be dogmatic on either side. It seems like, you know, you see all of them. How have you been able to solidify your belief about this and how are you going about living life in this pandemic? Yeah. Well, I think I'm very, very blessed because I have kind of a scientific view from like my brother-in-law who's a doctor who treats COVID patients on a daily basis. So seeing his like frontline experience, I've been able to not allow the media to skew my belief or understanding of the pandemic. I'm kind of using the first-hand account. Um, And so from that, I just, do what is best for me and what I'm comfortable in. Personally, I am fully vaccinated. Um, and I made that decision based off of the fact of I want to know, or I want to be sure that I did all that I could to contribute to the better of my community. I trust science. I understand that they had been working on this vaccine for many, many years prior to because of the research I did independent from what big news media was pushing out. And so from understanding the history behind it, understanding what's actually happening on the front lines, I made that decision. I think my piece is that I'm doing all that I can. You know, like a lot is going to be happening in the greater world around us, but you can only control what's in your inner circle. So I'm only worrying about what I have my hands on and I have my hands on my health and my family. Um, and so that's where my peace comes from. I'm also very religious. So prayer and staying like spiritually grounded is also a big piece to all of this. But I mean, fingers crossed that we can get aside from the political and economic side of the conversation and take it back to people and the fact that people in our community are being effect- affected by this and hopefully we can come to some sort of solution before all these variants start popping out. <laughs> Alexis, we really appreciate your perspective on this. Um, it's actually refreshing sometimes to just 
hear someone that is like just level and not going to come on here yelling. <laughs> and it really, it doesn't seem like you have a field opinion at all. It's just kind of like we're all over this and we want people to be healthy and we yes. would love to get back to the normal that we had, you know, before the virus was here. So appreciate your perspective. Thank you for joining us on the Growing Together podcast and can't wait to Thank see what you. people have to say about it. Take care. Why do we have the sweetest people in our audience? Yeah, I'm over here trying to have a debate with people, you know, bring up some conspiracy theories. When you were on your IG live, like, I feel like people were getting so angry. Angry? Yes. At me? No, just like in general, just, you know. Oh, you're talking about last year? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Last year, guys, if you don't know about this, this is like a exclusive. I used to be doing IG lives for four to six hours after the election. And I'll be honest, I can finally admit this. I was kind of trolling. and after. Yeah, before and after, I was kind of trolling y'all. I I started the live stream. We was bored in quarantine. Election day, and I was trolling you Republicans and you Democrats by playing the independent, which I am, and, and hearing the different beliefs that you guys have and justifications that you have for them. Let's just say it was very interesting. One of the things I want to hear people talk about more on the pro-vax side, on the COVID is like super dangerous side is I want them to start addressing people who say stuff like, oh, does anybody care where the, where the virus started? This was created in a lab in Wuhan and it was leaked out and da 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 I'm kind of more erring on the side of, okay, regardless of where it's created, I know it's some foo-foo going on in the government and science and the research and grants and money and all that stuff. Regardless of all that, I got COVID right now. You think? So even if I uncover all that conspiracy, I ain't about to be, it don't matter none to me. Yeah. Because my lungs is gone right now. Yeah. What matters is the facts of what we're currently living in. But I'm also not the type where I can just put my head in the sand when I have these suspicions. Now, again, I am not a conspiracy theorist. And I want to know as soon as I'm feeling healthy, where the heck this virus came from. So I don't appreciate People trying to just, oh, it doesn't matter, or just trying to cover it up. Nah, expose it, investigate it. I want to know. But, hey, to Kyra's point, we got some really level-headed people here in our audience. And I'm I'm glad because here's the secret. I love calling you guys and hearing what you got to say because I really do learn so much from conversing with people. And usually the only way I can do that is by you know, talking to my friends, but sometimes bird, birds of a feather, birds of a feather flock together and we don't really disagree on much. So I have to seek the contrary opinions that I might have on news media or YouTube. And then boom, I can challenge whatever my thoughts are by watching the video. And in a respectful way, I feel like that's a huge thing. Like not everybody is trying to fight or have some big debate. Like some, sometimes you genuinely just want to talk about it. Yeah. I think a lot of people here are moderate. The abortion one was fueled because almost like you got to take a side, but But still everybody was very respectful. This affects everyone, every gender, every race, every creed. And it's just really interesting seeing how other people are dealing with this. But Lord willing, this is gone here soon. Um, I'm, I'm hoping it goes away because it just affects everything on so many different levels. It affects mm-hmm. the economy. It affects Business. obviously people's health. It affects um, work. Our, 
our moods and our social gathering. It affects everything. And I don't want the government to be printing no more money. And that's, again, like, that's a whole different triad I've been trying to get into. But, Kyra, do you have anything? What are your thoughts on COVID? Yeah, I think that um, not you coughing. You need to cover. I'm about to put a mask on you in this, in this apartment. Um, I think that I don't like. I don't like the narrative of hating people who decide to do what they think is best for them, even if that means people don't want to get vaccinated and anti-vaxxers, anti-maskers. You're not pressed about anti-masking vaxxers, anti's. I I. You can't really be because at the end of the day, they're still going to do whatever they want to do. Why would I spend my energy being ma- over here being mad, all riled up? It's like that's what they want. They like they want to get a rise out of people. Right. So I'm not going to waste my energy being mad, being How upset. How do you feel about like, because you can't tell if people are vaccinated or not. So I know, especially here in Texas, we may be that's more. That's okay. If I, I can only control what I want to do. I have no I, I have no business being in other people's business. What about when the government is trying to get in your business? So right now we can't tell people are vaccinated, but they are trying to do vaccination cards like they do in New York, where we may be sympathetic to it because we're here in Texas and ain't nobody wearing masks anyway. And they're not, they're supposed to wear a mask unless they're vaccinated. But since nobody's wearing masks, then the store owners it have to assume says- that everybody is vaccinated. But what about the situation where just like Biden just said, Everybody that works at a company with over 100 people needs to make sure that their employees are vaccinated or else they get fined. He could easily say every citizen of the United States is going to need a vaccination card and you're going to need to show whether or not you've been vaccinated for COVID in the same way that you have like a social security card or something. And if they track it, how do you feel about that? Because I know you I don't, don't want to like be that. in other people's business. What about them getting in yours? No, nobody should be in anybody's business. Yeah, and I think we just may be small government people. And one of the things of small government is that government, like I don't expect the government to come in and be the solution to some of our problems. So, you know, one of the guests that we had on here, one of the callers was saying like, oh, the government wasn't there to help anyone. They weren't sending anybody money. And she talking to two people who didn't get sent no money. We didn't, we weren't able to get no PPP and we didn't get no stimmies. So I paid my taxes and they increased the money supply by 25% in one year, causing all this inflation in assets that further made people who are poor and don't own assets even poorer because inflation isn't a tax on the rich. It's a tax on the poor because rich people own assets, and when there's inflation, assets go up. The people who are poor want the government to do more for them, and the way the government does for them is to give them money, but by giving them money, they have to create it, which furthers the inflation. So as a small government person, I don't want them really getting involved with nothing. But then again, like what else are they supposed to do? People needed that money if they were expected not to go to work. So it seems like a Band-Aid. We got such a big problem on our hands. But I just don't expect the government to be able to fix it all because they're big enough. They got their hands in enough stuff and they don't do a lot great. And I don't care who's in office at the time. I'm not an apologist for nobody. Republican and Democrat. The government is big and they do some things great and other things they don't do very well. But what's the solution? 
give them more responsibility or give them less? I don't know. This is above my pay grade. I know, I just, I'm like, <laughs> I'm, I'm in deep water now. I don't know enough. Moral of the story, buy Bitcoin. Protect yourself. Buy assets. Because they ain't stopping the money printer no time soon. And if you feel broke now, you'll be feeling a lot more broke in the future when the money supply is increased. Because remember, guys, if your wage isn't increasing at the same percentage as money is being printed and inflation is going up, then you're losing purchasing power. So that 1% raise really ain't nothing to celebrate because you're still behind. And the annualized inflation rate has been about 5%. So if your assets didn't go up by 5%, if your house didn't go up by 5%, if your wage didn't go up by 5%, think good old Donnie Trump and Joe Biden for the inflation. Thank you guys for listening to the <laughs> Growing Together podcast. I was literally going to say, and like we always say. <laughs> guys, go buy some assets. Go buy some Bitcoin. Save your money, but don't save too much of it in cash because it is getting devalued. Thank you all for listening to the COVID episode. Again, this is the one that was more conversational. Maybe we'll do one in the future that is more researched and informed. We just wanted to give y'all our hot take while we are burning hot with a virus in our lungs. Y'all pray for Kyra. Pray that, you know, she don't get what I got. We are both to the point. We started off this podcast fully sitting up and now we were we are so sunken into this couch. Child. To no return. My neck, my back aching. My throat is gone again. Y'all. I say y'all pray for Kyra. Y'all just y'all just leave me pray be. Pray for us as a household. <laughs> Cause I mean we, you know, Carter, Kaiser. I don't know what we're gonna do. Hopefully we'd be all right. Anyway, y'all, thanks for hanging with us. Thanks for learning with us. Thanks for growing with us. As we always say, let's, let's keep, keep growing, growing together. together.